Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Good evening and welcome to Deliverance by Grace Ministries. My name is Fabian. I am the senior pastor with Deliverance by Grace. And we thank you for tuning in to our weekly sermon series. From now until the first of the year, our sermon series will be on some ranging topical issues. Not really going to get into a series per se on any particular topic till the first of the year. But tonight we're going to be talking about a woman's contribution to the local congregation. Because we hear a lot about what women can't do, well, let's talk about what women can and often do in the church. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessings that you bestowed upon us. We thank you for our church family, our family and our friends and our neighbors. If there's those out there that would be going through trying times and troubles, we pray that you would speak to their hearts and their minds and bring them to the fold and ease their cares and their worries and give them comfort through your grace and through your mercy. And Lord, we ask that you would take the words and let it speak to our hearts and take this message and may it be applicable in someone's life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Attention, as I said before, is many times given to the limitations that were placed on women in the assemblies of the church. And you've heard in Corinthians let your women keep silent in churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but they are to be submissive, as the law says. And if they want to learn something, let them ask of their own husbands at home. Or you've heard in First Timothy, let a woman learn in silence with all submission. And I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but be in silence. Such limitations notwithstanding... The early church benefited much by the contribution of women. And before I get into what those contributions are, let me let me back up on, on something and kind of explain it out. Because a lot of people, uh, sometimes in jest, sometimes not, will focus in on women are to be silent, women are to go to their husbands to be taught, yada, yada, yada. Both of those statements are true. Inside of the church, yes, they do say a woman to be silent. But does that mean that she can't speak up? The answer is no. If a husband is doing his job, and if a husband or a father, in this case, let's put father in there as well, is doing his job and acts, A-C-T-S, as we learned in the prayer series, in his walk with God and correct supplication, then God will bestow upon him the knowledge to be the spiritual teacher and leader in his family, both for his wife and for his children. 
if he abdicates that role, then the wife is no longer commanded to do those things. In a perfect union, in a household, the husband, the father, the man of the house, per se, is to always be learning from the Word and learning from those elders around him. And when he chooses not to do that, and when he chooses that he knows more than them or he knows more than the Word or he knows it all, he abdicates his role to be the spiritual leader of the family. So a lot of people like to take literal the words in Second Timothy and the literal the words in First Corinthians, and that's just not the case. So, husbands, I say, if you want to be the spiritual head of your household, act like it. Fathers, if you want to be the spiritual head of your children, act like it. Because later on in the Bible, in Second Timothy, in Matthew, in Mark, in Luke, in John, in Peter, we learn that not only are women supposed to submit themselves for teaching by the husbands, but what do the husbands do? The husbands and the fathers have to submit themselves to their wives because wives, believe it or not, are very intuitive and they can teach husbands a lot. They just come from a different, they teach from a different angle. Men, a lot of them, and myself included, can go headstrong into a lot of things and sometimes it takes the empathy the sympathy, the understanding, and your woman to guide you in a different direction. And sometimes she's doing it and you never know she's doing it. So it's a two-way street. So don't take those too literal. But let's talk about the Church of Rome, okay? And let's talk about Phoebe. Phoebe was the helper to Paul and many others, as is talked about in Romans 16, 1 and 2, Phoebe was an indispensable part of the ministry of Paul. We can talk about Priscilla. She risked her life for Paul. In Romans 16, we're told, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Jesus Christ, who risked their own necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but also the churches of the Gentiles. For it is very clear in recorded text that without Priscilla and Aquila taking the risk that they did to protect Paul, he would have been dead. And therefore the ministry of Paul would have died out long before it was set to. We have Mary. Now, there are two Marys. Okay, In this particular one, we are talking about Mary who? Magdalene, who once she gave her life to following Christ, she labored, and it says in Romans 16, 6, she labored much for us, or much for the, cost of Christ, for the cause of Christ. There was twin sisters, Trophina and Trophosa. Now, many of you are probably going, I have never heard of these people. But the truth is that they too labored for the church 
both for Paul behind the scenes. A lot of this was behind the scenes and in the church and and bringing factions together and being those peacemakers. Women in a lot of cases are peacemakers. Men, they want to go to war, they want to fight, they want to duke it out. Women are always are the peacemakers. They also, Persis. Now, Persis, her role is not very well known. Okay, Outside of the mentioning of Persis in Romans 16.6, there's not a lot else about her, either in text, uh, in the Bible, or in text outside of the Bible. Stories that were written down and passed down. There's not a lot known about her. And Yes, those influential women in the early church, when the church was much smaller, opens the doors to much labor by women today in the church. And so let's move a little closer, or let's come into modern-day times of the new church. And you ask yourself, how can it be, if women are limited in what they can say and do in public church assemblies? But think about it. Filing into the church house, sitting down in the pew, listening to people like me get up there and hoop and holler and yell and tell you what's going to happen if you don't do this and what you should be doing, that is really and truly a very small part of what makes a church function. And there's some of you out there that I've spoken to over the last couple of weeks that this is an important message to you because of what you've went through or are going through, walking into the church, putting your butt in a pew, is a very, very small part of the overall work of the church. There is a lot of work outside of the assembly. If a church is to grow, there is outreach in the community. There is outreach to those in the church that may be on financial hard times, that may be on spiritual hard times. There's hospital work. There is shut-in work. A lot of times getting a knock on the door, a little old couple that may have attended for years and haven't been able to get out, 10, 15 minutes sitting in their house listening to them or talking to them, praying with them, makes their day. Now, little old folks, they're probably going to be more comfortable if, guess what? A woman is involved. Women are often in a position to provide much of the needed, as you would call it, detail work of the church. And that's not saying men should sit on their duffs and do nothing. But let's just face it. Women have a stronger maternal instinct in dealing with people than men do. And that's hard for me to admit. But it's a true thing. What can a woman do? What can she contribute to the growth and success of a local church? Well, let's take a look at that. And in the first part of it, if you're taking notes, this is going to be Roman numeral one. Let's talk about a woman's contribution in benevolence. Benevolence is an important work because it is a mark of pure and undefiled religion. In James 1.27, pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted 
from the world. Ministering to brethren who are sick, poor, and imprisoned is a service rendered to the Lord himself. Matthew 25 and 34. Then the king will say to those in his right hand, Come, you blessed of me, my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. The righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And it goes on to talk about when he would wasn't him specifically, it was people that he had sent, and that the Pharisees turned away. All Christians, women, no less than men, are to be involved in the very work that we're talking about. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of them says, depart in peace, be warmed, and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? But whoever has this world's goods, listen to this, folks, but whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in needs and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? Now, Several of you out there, from one time or another, has reached out to a church and said, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm having a hard time. You know, I could use a helping hand." And sometimes they'll say, eh, "If we got it, we can." And other times they're like, "Now, are they showing Christ's love by doing that?" The answer is no. Think about that. Women are well suited for benevolence because they bring a grace and a beauty of which men are normally not capable. I will be the first one to admit it right now. God did not bless me with those qualities. The unique attributes of femininity lend themselves well to this work. For an example, mercy and compassion are almost second nature to most women. Unless you watch Investigate Discovery, and then you will find that there are quite a few that it is not. Mercy is one of the gifts the Lord has given to his church. Now, mercy is a hard one for a lot of people to give, and me included. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, and by the way, this is Romans twelve six, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, Women often possess skills through which benevolence can be rendered. 
making and sewing clothes as an example. Dorcas did this for needy widows, and we can learn about that in Acts 9, 36 through 39. And I won't read it all. I will just simply, at Joppa, Joppa, if you all remember, in Missouri, what was the name of the town that was destroyed by the tornado? There was a certain disciple named Tabitha, which is translated Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. Now think about that. Here's a woman representing Christ's love. Cooking, cleaning, babysitting, ministering to the sick, extending hospitality. How many of you out there knows that your wife, your sister, your mother, they hear about somebody sick, what's the first thing people do? Food. Food. She's fallen on hard times and she's laid up in the bed. What's the next thing that happens? You go over, you clean the house. The husband's drafted to mow the yard. Benevolence. Indeed, women who might later be taken into the number were to be known or well reported for the good works that they had done in this area. Any work that a woman does in the area of benevolence is a powerful contribution to the work and the reputation of a church. If your doors are closed and you do nothing except show up and put your butt in the seat on Sunday morning, will your church spiritually and physically grow? A woman's contribution to edification. Edification is also an essential work because it involves building up the body of Christ through the work of every member. Ephesians 4:15 and 16, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body. Now, putting that in terms of the church, everybody has to work together towards a common goal to grow. It entails following instructions like bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Galatians 6.2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill How many of us know that that wives, sisters, daughters, mothers will take on the cares of those around them? Here's one that's hard for me, and I have seen it work fully with the women in my life. Comfort each other and edify one another. Thessalonians 5.11 tells us to comfort and edify one another. Thessalonians 5.14 says, Now we exhort you, brethren, warm those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, and uphold the weak. Be patient with all. There's another one. That last sentence is what I struggle with. 
Some men were known for their work in this area. Barnabas was known. Okay? Now, his name, and this is kind of interesting given the story of the crucifixion of Christ, but the name Barnabas actually translates into, or his name means, son of encouragement. just thought that was interesting. Women can also do much, not only to edify the people in and around the church, but they can do a lot inside the church directly through formal teaching of others. Now remember that a woman's primary role in mothering and nurturing the children is what? Education. Through formal teaching of others is a way that women can edify the church. Grandmothers and mothers can teach children as Lois and Eunice did when they taught Timothy. When Timothy mentions it in Timothy 1 and 5, and he mentions it again in 3, 14, and 15, but you must continue the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. Especially where there are people who come into the church without the benefit of godly mothers, godly grandmothers, in which Christian women can be surrogates. I had one of those surrogates. Actually, I got lucky. I had two surrogates. Aunt Joe and Joanne. I was very fortunate that God put those two people in my life. Because without those two people in my life, I would not be a minister. I would not have had the courage to follow that through without Joanne. It's something to think about. Through informal words of encouragement. It has been said that men are natural producers and women are natural nurturers. Unfortunately, in this day and time, some might see that differently, especially if you go to local stores recently. But the truth is that men are designed to be producers and women are designed to be nurturers. And with so many dysfunctional families and emotional issues today, the gift of encouragement and nurturing possessed by many women, not all, but by many, is an essential aspect of not only everyday life that occurs Monday through Sunday, but also within the church. Many teachers and preachers have been helped by godly women encouraging them in their work. True. Can't argue that statement because I am a product of that. I have a woman that keeps me on track. Aunt Joe, uh, Aunt Joe, she, when I was younger, kept me on track. Joanne, she kept me on track. That's what women do. It's just a way to go. There's a special need for women to see themselves as teachers of young people and other women and as encouragers of men in their work of preaching the gospel. 
A Woman's Contribution in Evangelism. Now, some people may scratch their heads when they hear this one because you've heard all your life women can't be preachers. And I'm going to go on record right now and say this. A woman's place is not in the pulpit of a church. A woman's place, you are forbidden as a woman to be the leader of a church. And I will say it right now. Any church that has a woman as a, quote, pastor, end quote, will not be blessed by the grace of God. I'll call a few of them out. Paula White, Florida. Um, Oh, of course, I would forget her name. The Redhead. Teachers. Women can be teachers, as we've discussed. They are not now, nor will they ever be ordained as preachers. That role is served, saved only for men to be leaders, because that's what they're supposed to do. That's what a man is designed to do. And when you abdicate your role as a leader, well, you get Bruce Jenner. What can women do in the contribution in evangelism. It is the great commission given by the Lord to his church. In Matthew 28, 19, and 20, what are we required to do? We are to go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that Christ has commanded us. And I am with you always even to the end of the age. The gospel is God's power to save, so it must be shared with everyone. Notice in Revelation, until the gospel reaches the four corners, which I never have understood corners on a round earth, but the four corners of the earth, the end shall not happen. In Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek, or in, in layman terms, the Jews and the Gentiles. Mark 16.15 and 16, he says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. This is a work that can be done by, here it is, everyone. Now Saul was consenting to his death. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Women can do much in evangelism, They can help support those who preach the gospel, as did Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Susanna. In Luke 8, now it came to pass afterwards that he went through every city and village, preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom, and the twelve were with him, and certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities were with him. Providing much-needed hospitality, as Lydia did in Acts 16, 
And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded them. An evangelist travels. As many of you heard, you've heard me tell the story of my gas can. When I go and do revivals, I have a gas can that I put at the back of the church, and I basically tell them, look, I'm here for five services. They have me do a Sunday. I'm there for seven. Okay? If you want rid of me because I'm a poor, broke preacher, I need gas money to get me gone. You'll be amazed at how much money I have in the gas can by the end of the week. Just saying. Consider the example of the Samaritan woman who was instrumental in converting many people to Christ. Then, as you've heard us mention before, there's Priscilla, who with her husband, a minister, provided a place for Paul to stay during his ministry at Corinth. And that's talked about in Acts 18. Converted Apollos at Ephesus. Acts eighteen twenty two through or twenty four through twenty six. Now a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately of the things of the Lord. Hosted a church at Ephesus in their home. The churches of Asia greet you, Aquila and Priscilla greet you heartily in the Lord with the church. That is in their house. Hosted a church at Rome in their home. Romans 16.3 and 5. Even without a word, godly women can lead others to Christ, including unbelieving husbands. 1 Peter 3.1 and 2. For, for us men, I can tell you that the stare of a woman will tell you in about 0.2 seconds what you're supposed to be doing. Or, in some cases, what you're not supposed to be doing. Many souls have been saved, and I add here in quotations, through straight-up fear. Through the look of a godly mother, a godly grandmother, a godly wife, and sometimes a godly daughter. But truthfully, many souls and churches have been started through evangelistic efforts of godly women. There is certainly much that a woman can contribute to the work of the local church. The very act of praying is no small act. I can tell you right now that one of the greatest prayer warriors I have ever seen name of Joanne Lassiter lived in Arkansas. I will tell you that when that God when that woman opened her mouth to pray, God listened. And if she asked it, he did it, and I am a witness to it. There's a wide range of activities women can engage in without going beyond the limitations placed on them in public assemblies. The true measure of a lo- local church is not defined only by what occurs in the assembly, but it includes what members do day by day in the home, at work, in the world. It involves what benevolence and edification and evangelism takes place on a daily, personal level. When a godly woman is active in the service of the Lord, using unique talents and opportunities given to them, 
Souls are saved. They are strengthened in the Lord and cared for in times of need. The church of Christ is made stronger and the kingdom of God is expanded in the world because of the women of the church. May there always be a surplus of the women in the Lord's church like Mary and Dorcas and Lydia and Priscilla and Lois and Eunice and, of course, Phoebe. May we never take for granted nor denigrate the valuable service rendered by our sisters in Christ, but receive and encourage them in ways worthy of the saints. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the words that you have provided. Pray, Lord, that they would reach out and touch someone's life. We pray, Lord, that if there's someone out there that wants to be an evangelist for you but doesn't know how, we pray, Lord, that you would give them the insight. If there's someone out there that doesn't know you, Lord, we ask that you would lead them to the cross. May any of us within the sound of my voice be always a witness for your kingdom. Using your word as a light into our path and a lamp into our feet, may we always do the best that we can do through you and to remember that all things are through you to the Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. I know this is on a Friday. We will see you next week, Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or just need to talk, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can reach me at fabian at fabianstory.com. Thank you for listening. On behalf of Deliverance by Grace Ministries, I'm Fabian, and I'm saying good night, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.